Well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Music Videos, uh, a music video podcast about music videos, news, new releases, related topics, etc. Uh, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam, and uh, with me uh, is a special handsome boy of Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick, New York, uh, Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam, on this New York City coast. Ooh, the New York coast. That's us, um, out here. Yeah, and if you are have been subscribed to this podcast for a long time, you might have noticed our, our uh, image changed, changed, I think, in the last week, as well as our title of the podcast as well. I still had Music Video Land in there. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, where, where on... Um... On iTunes. Oh, sweet. On the XML thing. And, Do uh, we... Is the is the Music Video Chats podcast going to iTunes? It's going to iTunes. Uh, I just have to make the XML feed for it, so... Uh, sweet. Oh, boy. Everyone, so all you iTunes fans, you've been missing out on a show right now. Yeah, you bet, yeah. You, you bet to get it. Um, four episodes in, and speaking of that, we just posted our the fourth episodes of the episode of the music uh, video chats podcast. Um, Doug, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, yeah, we had um, Austin Vesley on, uh, who last week we talked about his video for Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment's Sunday Candy music video. And Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment is a band that features Chance the Rapper, and he's in the video too. Chance and Austin go back a while and um yeah we just talked about uh we talked about a lot of stuff uh, austin's from chicago so we got some interesting insight on kind of what it's like um directing a music you know directing music videos from chicago and uh yeah it was it was a fun chat it was a fun fun music video chat it was a great chat yeah and i and I, that's one thing I, I learned a lot from this podcast and to uh listening to you talk to austin and one of the moves that i didn't know that austin New Chance the Rapper, um, which you know makes a lot of sense. Chance the Rapper is from Chicago, and uh, Austin is as well. I love Chicago. I uh, I'm glad to see. I think you mentioned in the very beginning of that podcast that he might be one of the first directors we've talked to from Chicago, which is weird because it's such a big city, and we've talked to directors from all over the place, like St. Louis and Cincinnati, and um, obviously, New York and LA. New York and LA, LA, but yeah, lots of like like places around the U.S. that you wouldn't really associate with music videos. But Chicago had not been one of them up until the, up until you know recently. And I would I, I honestly think like Austin Vesley is having a like a big reason why it, anyone is even talking about music videos in Chicago. I mean, he does because he mentions in the podcast that there is a lot of. Um, up and coming artists, young young artists coming out of Chicago, you know, particularly in hip hop and and in you know all sorts of music, and uh, he's he's kind of worked with all of them, and uh, yeah, did, uh, we had we had John John Agustavo on right um, uh, on the podcast, I right? Don't, I don't think I don't think we had him on the blog. <laughs> Never on the, uh, on the blog. Okay, so even then, I, I think Austin though is um, unique in even the blog in Chicago. Like, I can't really think of off the top of my head any other um, music video directors who are actively working out of Chicago at the level that he is. Um, is John so it's cool. John from, from No, Chicago? I was just going to compare it to John John in Seattle mm-hmm. because he John John worked with kind of like the whole list of Seattle artists, um, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis included, and they kind of like, you know, it was... It, they worked on videos together, and that's kind of part of how when Macklemore got out there, John John was getting out there as well. 
So, yeah, let's check out the interview with Austin. It is uh, really great. He also talks about, you know, you ask them, which is fun, about some of their favorite music videos, and you talk about Thriller, um, talk about Criminal by Fiona Apple, Apple, which is, I think, pound for pound, one of the most mentioned music videos when you ask, like, directors their favorite, like, music videos of a certain era. Yeah. It seemed Mark Romanek's video for Criminal by Fiona Apple seems to kind of be the one that I hear coming up quite a bit, which is interesting. And we also talked about uh, uh, Never... Uh, fuck, what is it? Never Catch Me? Can't Never Catch Me. Never Catch Me. Um, uh, we also talked about Never Catch Me by uh, Flying Lotus featuring Kendrick Lamar, directed by Hugh Murai, uh, which is a video we're pretty close to retiring from the podcast. Um, <laughs> if you... <clears throat> excuse me. If you remember, uh, TRL used to retire videos after they played for too many weeks. And I think we're pretty we're pretty close to that level with the Flying Lotus Heroes Flying Lotus video because um we've talked about it now on I think four episodes. Uh maybe five. Um probably five. And you know I you know I asked the guests to bring, you know, to talk about some of the music videos that they love in addition to some of the ones that they make. And I don't give them any rules to that and Heroes video has now in, in four episodes come up twice. Um, not to mention when we talked about it initially when it came out, and then we talked about it again uh, in our best music videos of the year podcast last year. So it's one we've chatted about a lot. It's been unturned. Here are my little known, little known director. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think yeah. best known for his uh, uh, Bob Airplanes video. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about for Hero Mariah still right now. Uh, um, just kidding. That's a great video, actually. We were just it is a great video. It's funny. You were going to, like, you, you like, tried to think of something obscure. Yeah, like, I can't. There's, that's all right. there's not one. Um, Hero used to, he has some, I, I love the Me Time by Bus Driver video, but it's kind of funny that he, he directed um, a video for... If you're, if you're talking like the most random Hero Mariah videos, my vote would go for the phrase Heartless cover, Heartless by Kanye yeah, West, yeah. cover, and Hero Mariah directed a video for it. It's um, animated. Animated video, yeah, which is, just seems... Well, I think if he might have animated it as well. Exactly, um, yeah, yeah. Hero Mariah is uh, um, an artist as uh, as well. Um, um, I, I was just weird. I was just talking with some people today about B.O.B. and how he's taken a turn for the gangster... No, tight. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to see how that how that fully develops. Um, well, because yeah, he's he's taking a hardcore turn, right? Hasn't he? I don't. I don't yeah, know. Okay, so you haven't been following Bob. So we'll we'll cut that. We'll cut that this conversation short. <laughs> okay, um, that's fine. so yeah. we should. I, also, don't, I don't know. We should mention that uh, today is a special day. It Big is day. April twenty third, two thousand fifteen. Um, the day of our Lord. <laughs> the day of our Lord. Uh, AC or AD. Wait, I thought I thought it was after, after Chevy, Christ, but it was after AD, Chevy Chase after death. Um, yeah, year of our Lord, and this is exactly ten years to the day, I believe, of the first video being uploaded on YouTube. Big day. Um, I, I, I love that the first video ever uploaded to YouTube because it's going to be something that gets like this is ten years and twenty years, twenty five years, like thirty years. We're going to keep pointing at it. And the video, the the original upload video, is it just a dude joking about elephant dicks? Yeah, it's just is... some like dude. It, well, it was uh, Jawed. I can't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jawed Kareem. 
Um, and the title is Me at the Zoo, uploaded on April 23rd, 2005. Um, and the reason that this is significant, yeah, the video is super dumb. It's like five sec. It's like it's like nineteen seconds, and it's been viewed like twenty one or twenty two million times. Um, and you know we've talked a lot about YouTube, in, you know, in relation to YouTube's uh, kind of proximity to music videos and the role that YouTube has played as a platform for music videos in the last ten years, which I don't think can really be overstated. I think you can you really can't have a conversation about music videos in the last, you know, in this decade without talking about YouTube. They've been inextricably linked and, you know, you might say, "Well, what about Vivo?" Well, Vivo is Vivo was born out of YouTube. Yeah, and right. Vivo uses and I still believe uses um, you know, YouTube's infrastructure. It is basically like its own like, you know, brand of YouTube in essence. So, you know, YouTube has really been the major player in this in terms of, you know, that's where the that's where the, the, the major views are for music videos. And that's a platform that has really had an impact on how music videos are seen and heard in its technological advancements. I mean, you look at this Me at the Zoo thing, it's a sh- you know, shitty quality, terrible audio. Um, but the, the, like the kind of dream of YouTube and the whole appeal of YouTube was that it was... A platform that took all the technical um, barriers out of video and music videos just just totally ran with that I mean yeah it, it's amazing right and we've talked yeah like you said extensively kind of like how uh, YouTube uh, you know essentially had resurrected music videos from being like essentially a joke like something that you had to um, you know, go to like you put an enhanced CD into your disk drive <laughs> in order to watch. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it, it, it is like a big day. Like this is a big day for music. It's funny though to think about because YouTube wasn't immediately um, like pump pumping out great quality level. Like that, for, we're not ten years. We haven't been in ten years of great streaming quality. Um, we've just been ten years of like this the technology existing. Right, because YouTube, I mean, originally was Flash, um, and you know, if you're talking about like the platform wars of of the last ten years, you know, Flash was a platform that was you know adopted by YouTube as a, as you know a video format, um, and then Apple really kind of put uh, put a stop to that by you know pretty much flat out refusing to you know completely refusing to include flash on any of you know the most popular devices ever made such as iphone and ipad um and any ios devices um they claimed you know you know flash has notoriously been very resource intensive and and would drain batteries so uh you know youtube has gone through a huge evolution you know between that first video and now of making incremental improvements and i think one of like the you know if you look at like the press coverage of of this you know 10 year event um a lot of it is about the other types of content that youtube has created like uh you know the tyler oakley's of the world and mm-hmm. uh a lot of like people very hackishly have been like, "Oh, cat videos," which were were sort of like the tone of the coverage around YouTube in two thousand six, two thousand seven. 
I, I kind of am disappointed when people take that that tone of like, oh, get some cat videos on YouTube. You know, it's the platform is leaps and bounds away from just you know funny animal videos. But they really haven't really mentioned music videos at all, which is kind of a shame because that's like if you look at the top twenty five, the only right. thing hanging around except music videos is Charlie bit my finger. I don't understand why music videos aren't a bigger t- like topic of conversation when people talk about YouTube n- knowing that that fact is out there. It's just so weird that that is something that's that just kind of just gets unacknowledged. I think that's it's it's partly because there's no real like human interest side to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because nobody like, wants to hear about how music videos are popular again. But they really <laughs> they would love to hear about what the Charlie Bit My Finger kids are like now. Well, right, because um, just like uh, I think you mentioned this as part of your uh, um, you, as part of the talk that you gave at Sprockets last year, um, that you were the cover of People Magazine's like Person of the Year was you because of YouTube like was supposed to give everybody the opportunity to be a star and to be out there and to broadcast themselves. In 2006, and, yeah. Yeah, 2006. And so like I think people still are holding on to that uh as what that's what YouTube is. And that's kind of why people just will default to cat videos for YouTube as well because um you know, that's that's what it was kind of billed as when it was like really exploding. And to be fair, a lot of it still is that stuff. And that stuff is still massively popular on that platform. Um, but there is plenty of like, you know, not that stuff on YouTube as well. I mean, ev- everything is on YouTube. And, you know, there's sort of a myth, I think, of <laughs> this idea that you know the stuff that we create um you know amateur stuff or you know like low budget stuff was going to take over the world and that's the dream of you know the you you are the person of the year 2006 this new idea that we were going to watch each other and we were all going to contribute to this you know big pool of content and that was going to be the way we're going to entertain ourselves and then you know the next year is the first year of you know the new golden age of television with the, the premiere of Mad Men that kind of knocked the window to that a little bit. Um, but I think there is the the, the, the it, it's, even in music video circles persists this myth that the most the stuff that just drove people absolutely insane and and was so insanely popular were the things that grew out of that, like mm-hmm. the Here It Goes Again video. Um, when you know in reality, when you look at the numbers. I mean, Miley Cyrus videos of that era, you know, YouTube era, I think that's, you know, 2006, 2007, you know, blew, you know, blew that video out of the water in terms of views. I mean, Miley Cyrus, somebody who, you know, was, you know, making huge waves in music videos in 2013, you know, we, we tend to forget that she dominated YouTube for a lot of, you know, a few years with, you know, with pre, you know, you know, pre tongue out Miley Cyrus of music videos. Right, right. Yeah, I mean the the recent stuff has been like what everybody talks about, but the the reason they're they talking about it is because how different it is from all the other stuff that she was doing that everyone also knew about. And so, uh, yeah, no, people do kind of forget that stuff, even though it's like the context for why they're freaking out now about what she's doing. Um, but it, but not, yeah, not to say that those. You know the the treadmill video, the here it goes again video wasn't important or wasn't interesting. It just wasn't 
the most popular, and and people well, tend to be- forget that. Well, because here's what happens. OK Go is different, but like in terms of like the you, the like the you person that came out of YouTube, that like the nobody person who became a star, like that only had it's like such a fleeting thing. Like the things that have longevity on it, the internet video in general is the 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 stuff that is not just a one-time punch, you know what I mean? Not just something that's going to be one time. Like it's it's something that's like cultivated and brought and like worked on and built upon and that's what pop stars do and that's what musicians do uh and that's why music videos like that's why you see multiple artists several times on that top 25 list um because (laughs) yeah like katie katie perry's in the top 10 a bunch of times as is sigh and you know they like it's a they they build something versus you know the the very like fleeting fame of you know ch- chocolate rain or or anything else <laughs> that just like pops up and then goes away and those people try to like hang on to the stuff hang on to the fame that was that came from that one thing but like it can't really translate elsewhere the only time you know, like the only things that translate into other videos excuse me other success on on YouTube is people working on it and like the success was part of a larger plan and it didn't happen on accident. It's the same thing with Vine. Uh, you know, Lil Terrio gets f- super famous for saying, ooh, kill him. And that's all people know him for. And, he, you know, you can't do anything else after that. And nothing translates off of Vine. So not to dive, take the con- conversation too far away, but it's, it's just like all very fleeting, this stuff of like this like you fame. And I think that's why, you know, bringing it back to the, the, the media coverage of, time, you know, YouTube's 10-year anniversary, um, I think that's why it, they shy away from music a little bit, because it does have that music element. It does have this entire other industry that is brought in, um, that I think for a lot of people looking at, like, who want to believe in the original dream of YouTube kind of taints it a little, little bit. Um, you know, bringing in this entire other industry that has brought massive popularity to music videos and brought, you know, hundreds of millions and billions of views to music videos. Um, it definitely puts a wrench in that narrative of, you know, the original dream of YouTube. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, it's funny that it's 10 years because I always you know now we kind of think of youtube as always being there um we kind of think of facebook as always being there when when facebook was you know a year or two ahead of youtube um (laughs) neither of them were there when we were in high school exactly yeah these things you know i can remember being a year older or a year younger than mark zuckerberg and um you know being a soft you know a sophomore in college and just getting the facebook a few months after it came out and just being so excited um, and just in all kind of, and that you know seems so quaint now. Like I, I was just looking through a, a slideshow of Apple.com homepages from the last, you know, from when the website started until now, and just thinking of you know looking at a, a web page of you know from two thousand three and looking at how old it looks, right? Um, or looking at some of the original like you know, what Twitter looked like in 2000, uh, 2007 and just thinking like, oh my God, like 
how did I forget that? We we have such short memories now, um, and we have such short memories for like how good we have it in terms of a platform for music videos. I mean, if in you know ten years ago, if you if you had told me you are going to have a platform that is high definition um, with you know amazing quality sound, uh, basically on demand wherever you wanted, even over a cell phone network, it right. would have sounded like science fiction. The fact that you like can bring video with you in your hand all the time, like, and the fact that people are are doing that more and more, like a massive rate, uh, is also something that like we would have like n- never like perceived in our life. And uh, yeah, no, I just that's just insane. It is, and I think about it when I see the little LTE thing on my phone, where I remember having the first iPod Touch. And sitting in a bar in Chicago, uh, I can't remember who I was with. It was a, a, a girl, some girl, and and we were <laughs> we were sitting there in a bar in Chicago, and we were mooching off the Wi-Fi at the bar, or maybe we oh we might have been on the Edge Network. Anyway, we were on the Edge Network, and I don't know if you remember the first iPod Touch. Yeah, it was you know it looked like an iPhone kind of. But there wasn't an iPhone yet. There right? wasn't an iPhone. I don't even know why I bought it. I just thought it was super, <laughs> so super cool. I you know cause, well because because you had an iPod regular already, and right. this was like the new th- the the next one. And the uh, I don't think the iPhone had come out yet. I I, re- I really don't think it did. I don't remember though. Yeah, and and we were just sitting there, and I was I just remember thinking, and then we brought up Facebook.com. And it wasn't the mobile version of Facebook because they didn't have that yet. It was just like the full version of Facebook.com that just loaded up on there. Right. And it took, you know, 10 seconds maybe to load, but thinking like, oh my God, like I'm in a bar and I'm, and I'm adding on Facebook.com. Like how ridiculous is this? And now if my Spotify skips while I'm running, uh, on my, you know, my LTE network, and I'm, you know, streaming songs over it. I'm like, God damn it! Like, you're like, what is this? What? What? Yeah, what? I have such a terrible life that my music <laughs> on the any music in the whole world that I just think of, I can press my pocket and it appears uh, is a little fuzzy right now. And the same and, thing with music videos. Like we were sitting in the MoMA um, a few weeks ago. Uh, Alex Lee, a brother, and I. Um, you were there as well. I think you were in the bathroom. Probably. Um, and we were talking about our favorite music videos, and Alex just brought up the fact that FKA Twigs is the dancer at the end of Time to Dance by The Shoes, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, which is one of my favorite music videos. And, we're, and I was like, no way, really? Because I just didn't know that. And I, and I pull, and just like, you know, there on LTE, just pulled it up, and we watched the video. Right. And, and paused it, and we were like, that is FKA Twigs. And just that, that ability... Um, you know, music videos aside is pretty, pretty incredible. And that's how everybody's watching videos now. That's like ev- everybody just now watches videos on their phones. That's like the place. It's go- It's just going to happen more and more. And and you know, it, the change that YouTube made, like you mentioned, away from Flash, uh, is the reason that's happening. And that's and that's. Like the and that's changing the way people are watching videos right now. Like it is, it is, it is like a massive trend towards mobile. A massive trend towards mobile and everything, definitely. And, uh, I, you know, I kind of thank Apple for for doing that because, 
you know, it's forced providers like uh, YouTube and forced other providers to support HTML5, um, support, uh, you know, slightly more open standards for video. Um, And, you know, maybe maybe we could end the conversation by talking about, I think, the one biggest overlooked uh, YouTube performance upgrade that barely is a footnote in their history, but I think was so massive for music videos. And I think this was in 2007 around, and that was um, upgrading from mono audio to uh, stereo. Uh, And anybody who listens to music (laughs) will know that it's, you know, super tough to listen to something on when it's crappy audio um and youtube did this right around what i think we would consider the very cusp of the new renaissance of music videos right before the the single ladies era of music videos in 2008 and i think that made such a huge difference to be able to go and have a platform where you could see the video, and yeah, it was 2008, so maybe you're looking at it in 480p, you know, no HD yet, but the music sounds good. And if you want to play it again, you can put on headphones, and it's not a, a huge degradation of quality. You can still, you know, jam out to it. I mean, I, I think that's, it's, in my mind, it's tough to underestimate that. When it's really like people would, would, Look at that as in a timeline of YouTube upgrades and think, you know, who you know who really gives a shit. Yeah, no, but it's very valuable and it's valuable for the most popular, the most played content and probably the most ad revenue generating content. Uh, AKA on their- lyric videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, those are like and and the and the the cost into those things versus what you'd have to put into a music video, even though oftentimes you're not putting a ton of money into music videos either, um, is fractions of the cost. And so, yeah, lyric videos are sometimes they just do audio, official audio releases. That's a new thing. Like, that's a new thing you're seeing now on Vivo accounts is people just releasing official, they're calling it official audio, and it's just the official, like, it's just the the song and the album cover. Um Super fun. It is super fun. I mean, it's not new for YouTube, but it's new for Vivo and like new within the last year and a half or something. And so, um, yeah. Did I get that those... sweet ad revenue, baby? Ad reeve. Um, I, call it, I call it ad reeve. Well, you're a trendsetter, really. Let's be honest. Tastemaker. Uh, we're, I mean, we're both tastemakers. We make taste. Um <laughs> We've we fixed should, it up. You mentioned MoMA, though, right? Yeah, we should talk. Should we talk a little bit about them? Our MoMA experience. Yeah, let's talk about it. And and should we gripe about not being able to get into part of it? Uh, we were how how yes. V late. I mean, uh, not super late. Not super late, but we were. We late. were. We got to the. We got to there. We got there in like the first quarter of the day. Right, and MoMA doesn't. F- yeah. So there's so there's two. How many parts are there? This Bjork exhibit. There's, there's technically three, but one of the things that they count is just her instruments that were in the lobby. Oh, okay, yeah, which was really cool. That was fun. Um, they have a kind of a self not a self playing piano, but some self playing instruments that were interesting. Um, yeah. But then there's the um, if you've ever been to the MoMA, you know, it's for people who are afraid of heights. It's terrifying because it's like five <laughs> stories and it's all kind of open in the middle and. Um, on the second floor, they have this blacked-out room. 
that you have to get in line to get into, and it is playing over and over Bjork's music video for Black Lake. For for what? Black Lake. Black Lake. I thought you said Black Leg for a second. Sorry, I blanked on that. Um, Black Leg, yeah, uh, Lake. And um, <laughs> I'm having some trouble tonight. Um, and so the, you you walk into this room, and it's it's a room that has been specifically set up specifically for this music video, I believe. It has yeah. um, kind of like these galactite type um fuzzy things hanging from the ceiling for sound baffling but there's two screens two very wide screens one on either end of the room and just a really killer audio setup yeah and the video is directed by uh, andrew thomas wang which is uh, worth who, mentioning definitely who has directed videos for bjork such as uh, Mu- uh, mutual core and family um we've talked extensively about mutual core on this podcast um and we also uh, interviewed Andy about the video um, when it came out mm-hmm. for the blog on our on our website blog. Uh, and so it, you, you walk in this and in, into this environment, and uh, first of all, it's it's I, an environment that you've never been in to see a music video before. Never been in, and I'm, we've seen music videos in theaters from just sort of ramshackle theaters to like very well appointed theaters. To bars, to bars, to everywhere we to uh, to you know theaters, yeah, the- a lot of theaters, a lot of a lot of bars, a lot of just like open rooms with a screen. Um, and this was incredible because you wait. First of all, you waited in line for it which, mm-hmm. at the MoMA, which I thought was a constant line. There's a constant line, constant line, which is incredible. Um, and it was just really fun. Like I've never waited, and I mean, we were. I, I always think about Supply Southwest 2013 when we were like first in line for the music video showing because we had we were the I think we were the only people at South we Southwest like the, we went and got the advanced screen got advanced screen tickets for the for the, the music video thing. portion they're like you want it for what <laughs> yeah they're like that's it you don't want it for okay you can we were like there early to get advanced tickets. Um, Basically, got made fun of by everyone who was also there at 11 a.m. to watch music videos with us. Yeah, uh, which is tough—a tough thing to achieve, but we did it. And uh, the um, so it was really neat. You know, it was a Saturday at the MoMA, so super crowded, and like these people were were you know coming in and uh, watching this music video. And the other thing is that. Um, Bjork's music as of late has been so, um, you know, whether or not you enjoy it, you know, recreationally, very, uh, really sonically powerful, I feel like. Um, yeah. Her, her voice, to me, has never sounded quite as powerful. And to, to hear that in, like, a room constructed to experience sound in that way was pretty incredible. I... I I really, really like enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was. uh, It's. I think it's also worth mentioning that there's like, it's just an open room. Um, You there are no seats, and we got there and and people were everyone was sitting on the floor, Um, but 
that I don't I'm I'm not convinced that that's always how it is. Mm-hmm. I think it could be different. Like there are no like instructions on like here's how you watch this video. Uh, you just kind of like enter this cavernous space essentially with all of these crazy looking things on the wall and two screens and you don't really know where to sit and where to look, you know. And and I th- I feel like it's uh it's pretty interesting that I, I like the effect is still just as good kind of wherever you are in the room. Um yeah, I you guys sat down, you and Alex sat down, and I stood up um cuz I got in really late. You had to actually like uh tell the gut dude that Yeah, you I got cut in, you got cut in I line. I got in front of the line I'm a polite Canadian, so I did not tell the nice man who cut in front of me. Um cuz it's one of those deals where the line has two parts and he had a break in it and they the moma staff was not exactly very the moma staff is probably so fucking pissed about this thing it is probably like i feel like bjork is this bjork exhibit is bringing out slightly different crowds than what the moma is normally bringing in on a day-to-day basis really i mean I don't know about that, but um, I just maybe not different, and maybe more, just more. Yeah, like I think it's just like a crazy popular exhibit. The fact that like we didn't really tell the full story, but like there isn't a separate exhibit. Like after seeing Andy's music video, then you can go into a different room where like kind of all her other music videos are just on repeat. Mm-hmm. They're on loop there, and and then there's an actual like walkthrough exhibit. Where you see like the swan dress and a bunch of like Bjork artifacts and stuff, I'm sure, and you like have to listen to um, like the headphones the whole time as you walk through it, and because of that, it sells out very quickly to the point where we got there like two hours after the MoMA opened, um, six hours, eight hours before it closed, uh, and, and that was already sold out uh, for us. Um, and it was, yeah, you know, we're people that have, I mean. We started IMVDB in, you know, with really zero experience um, or zero credibility, I guess is the right word, um, in music videos. Just sort of two people that, um, you know, just made a website. Yeah, just made a website and really like loved music videos a lot. Right. Um, And we have been not fighting I would say but like advocating on the part of music videos being like a part of the conversation of of art for a while and being a compelling platform Um, and it was really cool to like you know we we tooled around the MoMA for quite a while and got up to the the top floor where they have some interesting exhibits on like uh, South American modern architecture and just like looking down and seeing you know, still a line for this room where this music video was playing uh, was really neat. It was like, it, you know, in this place where you can look at an exhibit on architecture and look at The Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh and look at, um, you know, a dress that Bjork wore and also see <laughs> a music video is really, really neat. I loved it. It was really, really... And Andrew, um, we should talk about this video because... Yeah, we definitely should. Andrew did such an amazing job with this video. Um, if you've seen Mutual Core, it is it is nothing like Mutual Core in the sense that it is not so effects heavy. Um, right. But it is it is I guess the best way I could describe it is like very visceral and very very compelling. And it's and and that is all heightened a lot by the 
room that you're watching it in. Uh, it's not just like when you're in a theater watching a music video and you get like this kind of like, oh, this is nice. Like this is like this is nice because this makes this feel like I'm watching a film. And so that's the value of watching like most music videos in a theater. And like maybe you get more out of it being on a screen. But like a lot of it is just about like viewing it in a place that you view like actual cinema. But like the this atmosphere, in addition to the fact that it is great that there was like a huge line outside of it all day, like the room that it takes place in really elevates the the music videos and it really like gets you to lock in and it really like heightens your the sensation of the video. And uh, so the video kind of centers centers around Bjork in a cave. Um, if, if you're familiar with with Bjork and her love of Iceland and and the uh, the scenery of Iceland, then you will be at home and and, and familiar with some of the themes of this video. Um, it's basically kind of her, um, and and kind of like her environment and nature. There are a few parts where there are some visual effects, but um, those are kind of uh, very secondary to the, the concept of this video. And, stuff to and they describe. happen in the very like back yeah end of the video. And it's it's, a like, it's pretty long. It's like 12, 11, 12 minutes, something like that. Like it see, it felt, it feels pretty long. Maybe not eleven, but yeah, I would say like six or seven minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ari Robbins, who has been on this podcast, did the uh, Steadicam work for this. Right. Um, fantastic steady cam work, and uh, it's just it's tough to describe. It's just sort of an experience. It does not come out online yet. No, and I don't. I don't. I wonder if it will because um, the two screen element of the video definitely comes into play for for significant portions of the video. It's the same thing on both screens, but not not all the time. And when it isn't, uh, it adds another layer. Um, to the to the experience for sure, and it kind of ch- it plays with perspective. Uh, when you're sitting on the floor, you're kind of like forced to look around um, uh, and like turn your head back and forth, and uh, just to kind of see what's going on behind you. Um, but it's still like I've I've seen it twice now, and I've been kind of in different places in the room, and I had different experiences, kind of where I was sitting, but not like. Not neither was better than the other. Uh, they were just kind of like, you know, slightly different based on where I was placed in the room, which like is pretty weird to like say about a music video. It's like, oh, I was watching this Katy Perry music video, but then like I turned my chair a little bit, and mm-hmm. like it was completely different. And another funny, interesting thing is there is like I mentioned, if you've ever been to the MoMA, uh, it, it is a. a significant number of stories i think five stories but like this open area in the middle um and they had this massive projection of uh just a few seconds of the video for big time sensuality from 1993 directed by stephanie sadanui um black and white video which was really neat it just like felt like like bjork it was a very iconic Bjork video. It's also a Bjork video that was shot in New York City. It is, yeah. If you've ever seen it, she's like on a bus or like a kind flatbed, of maybe flatbed, kind of like yeah, going around. Stephanie said, "I don't even know how to pronounce the last name." Said Nui um, is a music video director that we have not talked about on this podcast that much, but it is, but is uh, has directed some of 
my favorite and I think some of the most interesting videos of like the 90s and early 2000s, such as uh, um, uh, Ironic by Alanis Morissette, Give It Away oh, wow. by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Disco Tech by U2, which is not maybe uh, high on a lot of people's lists, but I... <laughs> Uh, but it is on yours. Is it is online in, in mysterious ways by YouTube. Just a lot of like classic '90s and really early 2000s videos. Can I get a little? She moves in mysterious. <laughs> I think I think you just did it. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, I think this. You know, we're not. I'm not really that sad about missing seeing Bjork's swan dress and stuff like that. That wasn't really what I was there for. I really wanted to see the music video proper and uh it was great i i just was super um andrew uh did such a fantastic job everybody on the crew did a great job um and it was just like i feel like it's not being heralded as like a watershed music video moment but i kind of feel like it was i i i definitely felt like something you know the art world kind of embracing music videos in a way yeah no absolutely no it is that and you know what the like the the exhibit overall has uh, had not had the greatest reception in in some areas, uh, in some places. I mean, um, but like uh, the music video itself, um, I don't think that that's the case for. Um, I think that's I, Bjork. She's a little divisive as an artist. I think. Yeah, but what I mean is, I don't. We I haven't heard much negative about the in terms of people's reaction to the video mm-hmm. itself. Um, they're, they're the thing that is being reacted to negatively is like like you mentioned Bjork herself, but also the the um, part that we missed, <laughs> the part yeah. that we didn't see. Although there is also, a, I think there's a something that Andy did in there too, um, an, uh, a virtual reality experience video mm-hmm. as well that we did miss out on one day. One day when I'm back in New York, um, we had a fun time in New York and. Uh... We yeah. did. We did. We did a little. We did a little dancing. No, we didn't do any of that. <laughs> um, thanks to Alex Lee of a Brother for hanging out with us. We ate at an, an amazing uh, tea room with, and I and I had a meal that I, I still think about frequently because it was so good. Wow, that's sweet. That's cool. And then we went to the Freedom Tower. Remember that? Yeah, I wanted to see the Freedom Tower. I'm sorry, I've never. No, seen no, it. Yeah, I wanted to see it too because of because of the Jinx. You ever watch the Jinx? Um, I'm getting into it. Um, yeah, I got I HBO actually... now. I'm on HBO. Yeah, now. me too. Hey, free month, first month free. That's right. Oh yeah, because oh, I gotta, yeah. gotta have my Game of Thrones. And speaking of Game of Thrones, should we get into this week's music videos? Oh yeah, Game great little angle. Great little seggy. We call them seggies here. Um. Do you do you know what Game of Thrones connection we have here? I do in the uh, in the Sia video. Yes. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Nope. Well, you're missing out. Um, that's what they that's what they tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Game of Thrones guy. I and uh, I do want to watch Silicon Valley though. Silicon Valley sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, but let's. Um, yeah. Uh, fire meets gasoline. <laughs> That's right. So I I think this means that we're officially done with the Sia. Um, I guess I shouldn't say officially done, but it feels like we're done with the Sia Maddie Ziegler. This definitely re- trilogy. Uh, I def well definitely done with the trilogy. This definitely represents a separation from that at least like narrative that was established in those three videos. Um, and 
But I to think that C and Maddie Ziegler aren't going to work together again would be silly to think about because it's definitely going to happen. Um, you think that like in in thirty years we could go on a cruise and like see it? It'd be like a Sia and Maddie Ziegler cruise. <laughs> you mean like the three eleven cruise that goes on now and stuff? <laughs> I'd go on a 311 cruise. I don't even know a 311 song, but I'd totally go on a 311. I don't know. I don't know many. I don't know them either. But they probably sound. Yeah, a lot of light beer, a lot of bros. Um, So this song is called "Fire Meets Gasoline," and it's got uh, directed by uh, Francesco Carozzini, who has directed videos for um, like Beyonce. He did the Jealous video for Beyonce. He did Ultra Violence by Lana Del Rey. he also did the Pink Print movie, um, which we will not talk about. Um, yeah, with Taylor, he co-directed that with Taylor Cohen, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So Fire Means Gasoline stars um, Pedro Pascal, who is, uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know as uh, um, Oberyn Martell from the fourth season, um, who met, uh, spoiler alert, very, probably the most, I think, traumatic definitely the most traumatic death of a character that I've ever seen on TV. And I think many people would agree. Um, so it's kind of weird seeing him. I mean, it's you have to kind of be a Game of Thrones watcher to understand how like weird it is to see him in anything else, uh, especially after how he was disposed with in uh, in Game of Thrones. But uh, here he is. It's funny, though, how like this is such a spoiler culture. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a single article about this music video that doesn't talk about the fact that he's got his head smashed. Well, he had his... Yeah, he had his... Anyway. Every fucking article written about this music video did a, spoil, a spoiler alert head smash line. I mean, and- it wasn't smashed. It was, it was exploded with... But the mountain exploded his his head with his bare hands. Okay, um, so whatever. The, yeah, but it's all it's, it's everything that led up to that. That was, it's it's it gets complicated. But yeah, I I agree that in a spoiler culture, I, I think if you if you really need to not have spoilers, you have to. It has to be. There's like a forty eight hour window. Like anything that aired well, it's, it's a, on, a year it's ago on, is fair game. Well. Yes and no. If it, like if someone if you're in a conversation with someone and they're like, "Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Do you mind not talking about it?" You're like, "No, you're out of the forty at forty eight hour zone, bro. <laughs> Fucking suck it up." But like, yeah. I agree on the internet. That, yeah, there you have to be able to talk about shows. Like, if people are like, "Yeah, I don't want to know what happens at the end of Sopranos," like, deal with it. <laughs> um, and then the other person that's in this is Heidi Klum. Of she's a model, of course, but of Project Which is, Runway fame. This is the only place that where uh, where Heidi Klum's getting second bill for <laughs> talking about this music video. Yeah, I mean Heidi Klum on is, the website she's second bill too. Whoever credited this, it wasn't me. I mean, I have a, I have a wife that um, is a longtime fan of Project Runway, which is a great show. I would say I've seen many seasons of Project Runway. Which Heidi Klum, it's her show, and she's on there with, uh, she's one of the, you know, judges slash... Yeah, she's uh, a super, super, super model, though, before that, like, Victoria's... Yeah, but, like, but if, like, if I didn't watch that show, I don't know if I would have seen or heard from Heidi Klum in many... She was married to Seal, I know that. Yeah, but she was, like, Sports Illustrated cover model, mm-hmm, yeah. like, a couple of times, right? I yeah, but, like, 
15 years ago, 20 years right. ago. Yes, definitely. And you're right. She like the show is definitely why she's like continued to be famous, but like she was definitely super famous for a while. Um, but you're right. You're right. The the show is a the show is a big deal. Uh, so she's in this video and it's tough to describe because it's so Pedro Pascal and Heidi Klum's characters are lovers in this and there's this uh, dichotomy between them kind of like having some lovey-dovey moments and her um, you know kind of acting at the theme of the song which is uh, pouring some gasoline in a house and setting it on fire and you can kind of see these scenes of them in happier times um you know, hanging out in this house, and then it switches to these shots of the, the, that part of the house in flames. Now, the thing is, if this was any other video, especially a country music video, looking at you, country, um, <laughs> then this would be, then you know, you could kind of spot the resolution of this from a mile away. Like he cheated, or I don't know probably cheated he cheated and she's Heidi Klum's character sort of getting revenge and kind of right. a twist at the end of the video is she walks out to him and he's just like standing by the car you know watching obviously complicit in this you realize and then they have a hug and she's got the sea wig on she's got the sea wig on on com- quite unnecessarily so it's interesting that you talked about this video and you didn't mention Heidi Klum underwear once mm. because uh, this video doubles um, as a ad, as an ad, as a campaign launch or campaign, you know, fashion video um, for Heidi Klum's Intimates, which is her underwear brand, um, which makes sense. I mean, obviously, she was a Victoria's Secret model, I think, and so she, sure she can sell underwear too. But like, there's un- she's in underwear. In about like seventy percent of this video, mm. just kind of like rolling around in underwear, walking around in underwear, and there's even like a close up on an underwear tag. Yeah, Heidi- the moment where I realized because I didn't know Heidi Klum had an underwear line, the moment I realized that was when we saw the tag. It yeah, lingered. and it's like not like it's uh, so Adam, Adam. You and I were talking about this before the podcast, and you mentioned you know like every, lots of music videos have product placement and I'm and you know we we here at IMVDB fully embrace that and kind of support it because you know you got to keep music videos going and you know got to pay for them one way or another and they put product placement in everything um so uh you know you you got to kind of deal with that but this is like when Sia tweeted this video like it's tweeted as like her talking about it as a campaign for the underwear line yeah which is a little odd it's a little Um, odd yeah especially because C's previous music videos up until this point have been such like there's somebody in the background screaming art over and over again there has not been any whiff hint of any artist or any like commercial involvement at all Um, so it's not like you know It'd be funny if, like, in the Elastic Heart video, Maddie Ziegler just, like, pulls out a coconut water and is just, like, you know, refreshing in the corner. Like, look, like, at the very end, like, turns and looks into the camera and drinks <laughs> coconut water. Like, like, 
<laughs> just like direct. <laughs> I mean that 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 concept is funny because it's so alien to like the whole ethos of those videos. Yeah, but like you know, like just as easy of a joke would be like if Maddie Ziegler turned to the camera and was like, "This leotard it was brought to you by," <laughs> and and this is essentially that. Like like if you were gonna say like the opposite end of the spectrum of like a high art music video like like your joke response would be like yeah it's not an underwear commercial mm -hmm. but this is an underwear commercial like physically is an underwear commercial also and it's so it's so weird like maybe like it just seems so unexpected i can't understand why like because it's not just like they licensed this sia song this is on sia's vivo account mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, it would be, like, if they just licensed the Sia song, like, that's a totally different conversation. But, like, this is, it's just weird. I don't I don't understand where this, where this, how this all happened. How any of this happened. Well, I think it's important to mention that, you know, we've seen some music videos where, like, I mean, if you're watching a certain type of music video, let's just say, you're, you're counting down the seconds until you see the Beats pill. Right, so you you're, you're like, well, here it is. Like, I'm just, I mean, I'm not gonna buy a Beats pill, but that was a good try. And or you actually did. I've bought a Beats pill, really, specifically because they advertise in music videos, and it was by way of supporting the industry. Oh, well, very nice, very good. How was? I didn't see it when I was at your place. Did it's you in my bedroom, and I, but I've also bought Beats headphones, and they're they're the they're garbage, garbage, garbage headphones. The earbuds, <laughs> the earbuds specifically, garbage earbuds. But the Beats pill works fine. Let that be a lesson to the rest of you. Um, but you and, don't see earbuds. You don't see earbuds in a lot of music videos no, either. Not really. I'll, except in the Party Rock anthem, <laughs> they're in Party Rock anthem. Oh well. Um, so see what happened to them. I mean, this music video is interesting and unique in the sense that that one little tag shot is kind of... I know that she's in her underwear for a lot of it, but if you don't have that context, if that sh if that tag wasn't, like, in your face for that one second, you you would probably just read that as just, like, oh, Heidi Klum's in some underwear. I mean, it 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 is a video that, that takes great pains to be... Um, as non-commercial as possible, but then it's kind of recontextualized by these th tweets by Sia saying, you know, like, check out Heidi Klum's collection. It yeah, is, like, reinforced. Yeah. It's like, by the way, like, if you didn't see that tag... Uh, which which almost, like, is worse, kind of, I feel like. like it is worse. It is. It, 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 because... Just make a fashion yeah. video. Just make a fashion video about underwear. You know, I've, I see a bunch of... I, I see great fashion videos all the time. Um, Ace Norton, who's a, a really fantastic music video director, has kind of like recently transitioned into fashion videos. Like he comes out of a fashion video every couple of months and he hasn't done a music video. You know, he's done like one in the last year and a half, two years. So you can make a great fashion video um, and you, or you can make a great music video. You can't do both at once and have it really work because what ends what they ended up doing is just shoving 70% product placement into like a, a a mediocre music video concept i would even, i would say it's like but the, the the overt product placement is so small that it makes everything else worse i feel like it just feels yeah, like yeah right i would right. rather it be out in the open than it being so like 
somebody like under you know some an envelope. The way they try to do Beats pills, the way it's like, oh, yeah. like this artist just wakes up with a Beats pill. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh, well there, well there it is. Of course they're trying to sell like, these oh, fucking just... pills, these Beats pills again. They're always trying to do that. Let me watch the video. Right. Um, and here you're like, oh, like I like I've been. Like I, I sat down to a see a music video expecting you know somebody screaming art in the background and now I realize I'm just in a commercial and it's a really blurry line but it's a messy line for Sia to walk and it, it just feels what a, a little fucking weird. trick what a fucking jokester trick is what it is <laughs> it's a jokester trick it's what it is it's that. tricks yeah it's a jokester trick and it's because because honestly without the subtle like. Without that, like you're ready to tuck in and be like, "Well, this is Heidi Klum. She's an underwear model. Like she's in underwear in this music video. That makes sense. Like if you could put an underwear model in your music video, what would you put her in?" And she's in. She's 41 and she looks fantastic. She looks. Fantastic. I mean, she's not Lenny Kravitz. 50s fantastic. Well, no, but she's she looks great in this music video, and she and it's like a and you know it's a the relationship. I don't know. It's convincing enough. I, I guess I can't really. I don't know. Pedro Pascal is a pretty cool guy. He's Chilean. Yeah, but he's just, he's they're that. just like snuggling this whole video. Like that's all they're doing. <laughs> it's a snuggle fest. Yeah, it's a snuggle vid, and then they <laughs> and then she pours <laughs> and then she pours black. She pours water on the floor. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's pre- it's pretty like it's such a weird video to react to. Like uh, knowing what those other Sia music videos like, I just wish there wasn't the context for those, or this wasn't on a Vivo account. Like this is, I don't know if I watch too many music videos or something, but this is just this is the thing that confuses me on so many levels. Well, Sia, you confused us. So I hope you're happy. Maybe she, maybe that's what she wants, though. Right? That's why I'm confused. Like maybe Sia is at a deep level. Like that's her way of screaming art in the background. By like doing this now, I thought it would have been more overt though. She's she's trying to she's trying to hide it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, I mean, I think so. I think the 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 top music video this week is going to be Wet Dreams. I think it's going to be Wet Dreams by J Cole, directed by our buddy Ryan Stake, who's been on this podcast. That's yeah. how we should say it from now on. <laughs> He's been. I'll leave, it, on I'll this leave that to you. Um and. This is uh, a great music video because this song is very explicit in like the literal meaning of the word explicit. It's so literal. Like I love this J. Cole album so much. And this song, like I like the beat and like the vibe of it, but I could I couldn't listen to it more than twice because it's too vivid. It's too specific. Like I don't wanna think about it that much, J. Cole. And the topic that you would be thinking about is Basically losing your virginity. Um, Not losing your virginity. J. Cole losing his specific virginity. <laughs> his, yeah. tangible, his tangible virginity is what this song is. In graphic detail, for. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I so what, Ryan ask, does with it, what Ryan does with it is super fun. Yeah. Why don't you tell, tell – yeah, what does he do with it? Well, he essentially like plays out the narrative but with two with two puppy dogs, which is great because essentially like the concept of the song is about – you know, he's talking about losing his virginity with another girl his age in like a, in middle school, high school. What is he, 16 I think he says? Mm-hmm. And so like essentially the song is about puppy love and it's a very like poppy feeling song and like, you know, like um, – 
like it's it's kind of like summery, would you say? Yeah, it's it's a summer jam. Yeah. Some a little bit of a summer jam, even though this song came out in the yeah, I mean this album came out in January or excuse me December. Um, but uh, but um, but yeah, so it play it's the it's essentially like these two puppy dogs uh, interacting with each other, and that like there it's you know dogs are an- weird animals and they like bite and sniff each other in weird places sometimes and when you when you balance that and when you put that in front of a like song lyric where J. Cole's like looking at her butt or something you know like talking about you know having sex like it makes it seem like these two dogs are falling in love with each other and kind of playing out the the concept of the song now you're dancing around a very important topic here, Doug. These two dogs are fucking. Is that what you're gonna say? No, I thought maybe. The, I thought maybe <laughs> it was like a, a few seconds where I thought, oh no, this is where this is going. Um, but the female dog in this, oh, is okay. is is the uh, exact same breed and bears a striking resemblance it's, to Layla, your parents' dog. Yes, uh, probably. I don't. I don't know if it's the exact same breed. Oh, it's oh, it's one hundred percent the same. Breed. Uh, okay, King Charles Cavalier. You're probably right. It is. It is one hundred percent a King Charles Cavalier. Um, and then that's the, like that's the female dog in this in this video. And Layla is a female dog. Right, and then the male dog is like a big German Shepherd. They're both puppies, though. They are. Yeah, you can. No, but the German Shepherd still looks like it still looks like twice the size. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's also where like so throughout the whole video, like the it's all from dog POV essentially the whole video. But you do see the owner's legs and the tiny you know Layla dog, as we'll call it, uh, is um, got a lady owner, and the German Shepherd has a male looking owner. Mm-hmm. You don't really ever see who they are. Isn't you that just J Cole? Them. Isn't J Cole the male dog owner? Well, that's what you're supposed you're meant to assume, but I don't remember seeing J Cole's like face in this video at any point. Yeah, watch the beginning of the video again. Oh, it starts out with him. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. you're right. But then it's just legs the whole time. Then it's just legs until the very end, and and right as right as you th- right, right as I was at the height of thinking these dogs are going to start humping each other, then it goes over to the bed, and we and uh, we just see the legs of. Uh, J. Cole and his, his lady lover in there. Yeah, so. right. And the dogs are kind of just like playing on the floor. Yeah, as dogs will do. Right, right. No um, matter what you're doing. And there was yeah, there's just some like funny jokes in this. Like like you mentioned when J. Cole is talking about her like her butt and stuff. Right. It's just like the dog's butt with a tail wagging. Just like you know, kind of goofy stuff that 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 I think is makes the video pretty endearing. I really like this video. Yeah, I think like the this, the humor that like. You find like in like humor layered in a lot of Ryan Stakes music videos, mm-hmm. um, and I, I really love the way he kind of works it into videos. Um, like it's it's always like very appropriate. Like sometimes it's like a lot more in your face. This like this stuff is a lot more subtle in this video, and I think that it makes sense for this song and the mood that this song is kind of brings versus like that. Uh, what was it? Freaky song, the Freak by Stevie Oki, <laughs> Diplo, Dorero, and Steve. Yeah, Jones. which is also a comedy video, but it's obviously a lot more in your face. Uh, if anyone remembers, it's the video where people look like they're doing, you know, something sexual, but then it pans out and they're just doing like household chores, right? Um, in increasingly ridiculous ways. Um, 
so anyway, that's this is that's a really fun video. I really enjoyed the J Cole videos. He's they've they've all been pretty. Um, the J Cole videos from this album have all been very 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 varied, mm -hmm. which which is a terrible way to say that. Um, uh, but they, they've they've been all over the place, and he's done a bunch. Um, but this I think is my favorite from this album so far. He'll probably do nine more. Um, mm -hmm. So what what should we do? Should we talk about another music video? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Um, I think I want to hear your thoughts on the Hannah Cone fake it music video, which is one from last week, but uh, one that I really loved, um, directed by Oscar Boyson, um, who you may remember from, he directed a video, uh, do you remember Adam, the Lemonade Dutri Shores video? Oh, yeah. Um, that Kevin Phillips shot? Yeah, of, of one of my favorite music videos of the past few months. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And uh, this is a Vimeo staff pick. This is a Vimeo staff pick. Um, so you guys uh, liked it enough to, if for it to be a staff pick. There you go. Um, it's true. What did you think of this video? Uh, I loved it a lot. Um, and it's tough to really describe it. It follows this woman, um, Hannah Cohen. Uh, I don't know where they are. It's some Caribbean location. I don't know. Did you find out where they are, Doug? Um, Dominican Republic. Dominican La, Republic. La Ramona. Rom uh, Romana. Yeah, the video is called "Fake It." The Dominican Republic, weirdly enough, is the only Caribbean country I've ever been to, um, and it's very much centered on her. Um, you know, she's got uh, a lot of costume changes in this, a lot of different dresses yeah, no, and stuff. A lot the, of outfits. the way it's edited is very the way it's very, the, like the costumes are and what's happening at, is edited is very interesting because she's like it's like similarly frame shots of her on a motorcycle um, kind of like riding on the back of like a not even a motorcycle more of like a like a little dirt bikey Vespa kind of road rider yeah uh, and she it, it kind of like jump cuts from her like in the same position in, in these different outfits um, it's got like the same kind of uh, atmosphere, I think, of that lemonade video. Totally. Um, you know, they're kind of just like in a location and kind of like letting the location provide a lot of that atmosphere. And I can't remember in the uh, Darudi Shores video if that, I think that was Italy. I believe I think it was actually Venice. Uh, yeah, it was Italy. It um, was Italy. Yeah, because they're all like in the boats and stuff. And the big difference here, like you know, and this is in Dominican Republic, as we have mentioned. In the Darudi Shores video, um, there are tons of characters, and you don't really follow any one person. I mean, I can kind of remember a few people from it, but this one, like you, are laser focused on Hannah Cohen, right? Um, and it really depends. And she's always looking directly into the camera and singing directly into the camera for the most part. And you, I think this video kind of hinges on you, sort of like falling in love with her a little bit i don't know it's like you have to be really magnetically attracted to her Not it's the... shot in a way like it's like somebody's along this ride with her. yeah exactly like you you are like there with her and the enjoyment you get on this video i think is directly um you know correlates to like how intrigued you are by her which mm -hmm. is i mean from a directorial standpoint that's a huge risk right like, right like you could have somebody who is like not compelling at all and then this video flop 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think Hannah Cohen is so compelling in this video. So, ama- like, it just, like, to an extreme degree that it's just, like, such a memorable video with really nothing happening in it. I mean, she's just kind of, like, tooling around the Dominican Republic. There's no real events in it. So I, I, I was really, really impressed by this video. I, I loved I, it. I think it's all on Oscar kind of just, like, knowing how to just capture the the atmosphere of a location mm-hmm. and, and represent it in the video. And then... Uh, you know, it seems like Hannah is able to kind of carry her carry her part as well because you definitely could do kind of like uh, to borrow your term, fall in love with her. Um, but like the 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 atmosphere of this location and it and it feels very like authentic. Like you, it doesn't feel like they're running around going to like tourist locations no. to shoot this video or or even like locations that are like you know like it just it everything just feels very like organic and energetic. And kind of like fast paced, and just like like the way you would experience somewhere if you were going there to experience it, and not necessarily to like go there to shoot a music video, right? Um, and it's interesting like, when she's on the motorcycle, you just like flip between all these different shots of her on motorcycles with different people in different outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're always connected, like the whole thread that that that. that ties the video together is this eye contact she has with you and this relationship she has with you which is kind of unique for a music video I mean it sounds kind of simple but there are I see fewer and fewer music videos that are like striving to make a personal like connection with you um, as a viewer it's 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 more like addressing a general group, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and this one very, very much feels like, like kind of like a one-to-one relationship. Yeah, like, like it, you know, a lot of times, like, for example, like, if you go to, if you look at the um, Solange Losing You music video, which is a music video I really, really love. And I think it's a video that really, like, captures an atmosphere really well. But I feel like Solange's performance in that video still feels like she's performing for a larger audience, um, where, like, the performance that Hannah Cohen gives in this video is way more subdued. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, like, a, um, like that's a, a place to kind of see that contrast. Yeah, it's her. I mean, it's it's a very very subdued performance. There's not a lot going on there. Not to saying that it's not good, but it's no, bad. because what's there is like really really right. You know, like really strong. Totally. I almost yeah. said, almost said ripe, which would have been weird. I think it's so ripe, dude. It's a fucking ripe. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Neither we didn't do the same accent, and I don't know what one what accent either of us did. And um, uh, Hannah Cohen's album is called. I just this caught my eye. It's called The Pleasure Boy. Hmm. And her, that's a, that's my uh, nickname. <laughs> um, and her, the cover of it is uh, is interesting because it's all these cakes, these white cakes piled up on top of each other, and then her with like these kind of like Veronica Curl hairdo style curve uh, things, and, which is interesting because um, if you are familiar with the artist Will Cotton, mm-hmm. who paints women naked ladies uh in kind of like a motif of like cakes cakes and stuff she he he painted the cover of Katy Perry's teenage dream oh uh, yeah okay neat um naked ladies what uh, the fuck was that definitely uh definitely like an homage to that which i th- i always Hi. enjoy when when something's 
the when you pick up on stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. One uh, more. I think we did it. I think we did it up really. Oh, you we're, we're gonna wrap it here. Okay, we can wrap it here. We're up, we're at like an hour twenty. I think we're. Oh good. shit! Okay, that's fine. I did love. I did like. There was other videos that were good this week, but there's other ways for you to find out about them through our website. Um. Yeah, you could go to imvdb.com and you could go to browse and you could click on best new music videos and like, if you're like short on time, you're like one of those uh, mom, like one of those moms, you know. Yeah, mom on the go. Hey, mom on the go. Um, that's like where you want to find the shit to watch. This is where the ripe stuff is. This is an appropriate place to use the word ripe. Because we're not going to show... I mean, on that page, like, if you come back in, like, a week, there's not going to be, you know, 80 music videos for you to watch. There is going to be 10. But there's 10, gonna, new, 10 new ones. But there's, they're going to be really good music videos. They're going to be ripe. Uh, yeah, they're going to be super ripe. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, yeah, that's where you're going to find them. We're nearing... Doug, we're nearing our 50,000th music video what are we going to do on our 50,000 south oh my god why can't i talk our 50,000th music video what are we going to do to party well we uh we're each going to get a bottle of rosé mm-hmm. and we're going to get on skype and just drink into drink each drink it as we look into each other's eyes through the computer screen which um is impossible mm-hmm. because in order for my eyes to display on your screen i need to look into the camera Right, yeah, that's one of us has to compromise. Right, we just go back and forth. Yes. Um, so if you actually, I I frequently go to Best You Music videos because all my favorite stuff is there. Uh, like I I keep watching this the uh, Brandon Flowers Warren Foo video. From yeah, it's week. such a good one. Um, that's a place. Yeah, you can just keep going, keep going black back, checking out all the good stuff, all the hits. Um and uh, go to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, and uh, in a few days, music video chats will be up on iTunes, and you can subscribe to that too. Yeah, and you get up to date on episode. We're we're four deep on that podcast. Four going deep. Strong. We were one hundred and fifty two deep on this podcast. So, oh. um, yeah, we got you beat. Sorry, Doug. Well, um, where is where I'm part of we? Right. So. Yeah. So you beat yourself. I'm sorry about that. I didn't plan it this way. Just. Sounds like my Friday night. <laughs>